Hey everybody, welcome to What Are You Doing in Denmark, the Robe Trotting Podcast. Here on the Weighted Pod, we talk to the coolest people in Denmark about what they're doing here. But who are we? My name is Derek, one half of Robe Trotting on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, and I'm joined by my online and IRL partner, Mike. That's right, I'm your co-host for life. I'm Mike, <laughs> and of course, you might say, what are we doing in Denmark? And besides making content and trying to be hilarious, we're now on the Weighted Podcast with another American who's joining us, the hilarious Abby. Wamba. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Abby is an international comedian performing both sides of the Atlantic, otherwise living just a totally normal life here in Copenhagen. You got your husband, your kids, your dog Bobby in between, and now a guest on Way Did. Welcome, Abby. Thank you so much. The first guest, right? You're the first yeah. guest. So one. On the list of like cool people in Denmark, I was... Oh, yeah. Number, number one. one. Okay. Number one. Okay. It'll be funny when when the Wikipedia page gets made for oh my this. God. I mean, you're going to be the first reference. Premier <gasps> oh. guest. I am thrilled. Exactly. And so were we. Yeah. <laughs> so were we. And we're also thrilled because one of the things, obviously, that I think all of us, especially those of us who are not from Denmark, have to fight every summer is 18 hours of sunlight. Oh my God, thanks. And on top of being an accomplished comedian, you are also an accomplished writer, recently helping to explain to all of us foreigners, what do you do on an 18-hour day? And I have to ask, in your article, you talked about having to play games with sticks on sticks and everything <laughs> else. What is your favorite stick on stick game here in in Denmark? Do you mean like you mean like out like the, the drinking games that Danes play? I haven't really. I haven't actually played any of these drinking games. I don't need games to drink. <laughs> uh, I'm an accomplished drinker. I don't need to play around anymore. Um, but you know what is really cute is there are always these like. Um, people in their 20s they're very cute they're always flirting with each other and they come to my backyard area like a shared backyard and they um play that's this the game where you throw sticks at other sticks which is um Kongspil. Kongspil. Yeah. yeah the king's game and uh, because the king <laughs> was definitely just throwing sticks at sticks like, those are people's heads or something like right in the day your majesty we have something <laughs> really great to share with you you're gonna love it and play it all summer yeah right and my um my five-year-old goes out to them every time he sees them playing out there every time like they start before his bedtime and asks to play with <laughs> and it's like it's so fun because it kind of depends on their level of flirtation like how deep they are in like how much they're willing to impress these mm. people whether they say yes to a five-year-old or like politely turn him down and it's that's a, so my favorite drinking game <laughs> is watching my five-year-old intervene on 20-year-olds flirting i like that I like it. if yeah. they let him actually throw a stick then like you have to finish your beer every time that's, he throws a stick yeah. i finish a beer yeah that's a good that's a good game yeah yeah. Actually, you guys can come over. We can play. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in. so in for this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. In. I'm in. <laughs> we actually brought Kong and Spilla to Mike's family reunion, one of our first or second summers living here. Yeah. And they they were nice. <laughs> they engaged. <laughs> and they, they were, you know, they made an attempt. And then they were like, we're going to go back to cornhole. cornhole. <laughs> I made a cornhole for my friend's birthday where I, like, cut his picture out and made his mouth the cornhole. And oh my I was like, God. corny a-hole was the name <laughs> of my name. He's a comedian. And uh, I thought it was so funny, but, like, I had to teach people how to play. I was like, this is the most self-explanatory. There's right. This is a beanbag I made out of a sock. You throw it. <laughs> throw it in a mouth. Yeah, like, what do you... What do you mean? I th when you when you first said um, I brought Congress Bill, I was like to the podcast. <laughs> to I was the, like, this yes, is we're a gonna terrible play it right now. <laughs> podcast game. It makes so many clanks. 
But I'll play. But the I'll acoustics play. are great for Kong's Kong. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, it's excellent studio for that. Yeah, but I, I really loved what you wrote in CPH Post about. Thank you so uh, much. You know, it was really fun to write. I was, yeah. I mean, the light balance is definitely something that I struggle with, and I mean. I remember like those early years, you know, Danes have this way of kind of making you like, like almost like victim shaming. <laughs> they're like, they're, there's, there's no bad clothes, only you're stupid and didn't wear the right ones yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah, saying yeah. is. And it, it's kind of the same thing with the light where they're like, you'll get used to it. Don't worry. That's it's why beautiful. you have blackout shades. It's I'm like, wonderful. blackout shades don't work. The sun still comes <laughs> up at 3.30 and I can't sleep once it, <laughs> once it comes up. You forget how much... It's so long. It's so long. And and when I see like these people like who don't have kids like out in my yard until (laughs) until 11 still like, you know, well lit. I'm like I'm like that does look fun. It does look fun. And there are things about it that are fun now that my kids are older. It's like less of a I feel less terrorized by it. But when they were like smaller, they would get they just get up with the sun and they don't want to go to sleep until the sun goes down. So that means (laughs) when it's an 18 hour day, it's like your kids think it's an 18 hour day for them. Right. And that is (laughs) not the level of parenthood I signed up for. (laughs) It's not the amount of hours I can be a parent in the day. At seven o'clock, my like meter runs out and I'm like, I'm sorry, you can stay up an extra hour, but please don't speak to me. (laughs) Mom's finished for the day. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. And they're like, they still want to go until 10:30, like right now, but wow. yeah. it's like Christmas. Like, you know, it's hard to get your kids to go back to sleep <laughs> yeah. on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah, but like but for every day for two months. For two yeah, months. yeah. So do Although get, it's already shortening. Yeah. But, so do you get the yeah. opposite side of that? So when it's like in the middle of like yes. crap winter, is it like you then only you have can't. to do like seven hours of parenting because yeah. like they go down with the sun? A little bit. Like a little bit. Like they do want to sleep in later. Actually, my kids have been sleeping. Yeah, I don't want to screw anything it. up is there anything wood in the studio <laughs> but like the i spill it. just no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we threw it all other wood okay great 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 yeah. um but like they've been sleeping great right now and we've been letting them stay up really late we just stopped fighting it and they're five and ten now so we feel like when we can like explain to them when they're being assholes <laughs> we're really being an asshole because you didn't sleep enough um, so we've been just kind of riding it and they've been sleeping in which, for the first time wow. in their lives. They've never slept in before. It's great. But in the winter, then it's dark until like 9, 30, 10 o'clock oh, yeah. in the morning. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. And it's, it's hard for anybody to get up. But to like try to tell your kid they have to go to school in order to like sing songs about like the Danish constitution. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Constitution song school. I know. That's really, I mean, I like that. I like that they yeah. sing at school. I like that it's like whatever, but it's, it's a hard sell in the winter months. It's hard <laughs> sell with a 7 a.m. wake up to be like, no, no, you really got to get there. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> I, we have a, a friend who is also international living here and, but her daughter was born here, and now I don't know what age, but I guess she's in the, I won't say it right, but the Borgestu, the daycare, right? Oh, okay. And Bernahale. That's it. Yes. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. You yes. say whatever Danish say, word you want, I, and I'll. <laughs> I don't know if it go. was Danish, but it was a word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, the like daycare thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't daycare know, kids. Thing. I don't know. Um, I'm here for you. Probably singing Constitution songs, <laughs> and, you know. So 
um, but in the middle of winter, her kid would get really upset with her. Like, why are you picking me up so late? And uh. she's like, she's like, honey, it's three thirty. The yeah. same day, <laughs> I, the same time, I pick you up yeah. every day. But because it was so dark, she really thought it, that like her mom was just leaving her there later than normal. That is That's a thing funny. that I really didn't expect about living here. Like how much an impact that really has on your life, and yeah. and that is something I wrote about in the thing. It was like, there is like. Danes are good at winter in yeah. a way that, like, this climate, this, like, light story <laughs> that the country tells necessitates, <laughs> you know? Like, that's like, okay, we have to have a lot of things lined up for dark times because it's dark all the times. Right. So that's – it is good, but I think there is this, like, thing where it's like, oh, no, no, it's it, it's Hugo. Like, it's, oh, we love it. Oh, we love to just sit under the duvets. And I'm like, that is depression. Well, one thing we want to do to get to know Abby a little bit better is go through some questions because we, we feel confidently that one of us should be your BFF for the show. I also feel confidently. Yeah. I think we – Probably and then on into life. At least, at I least until so. the end yeah. of the show. Okay, right? great, great. And then we're gonna do another game to see if that person gets to keep you as a BFF. So, Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we we have a game ready. Um, we're basically, uh, you know, before we get into the heavy hitting interview that we have for you, we want to do this BFF test. Get to know you okay. a little bit. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, it's gonna be two out of three to see which one of us is your BFF. Before you came in, we. Gave some answers. We're going to okay. give you a choice. You just say which one you're going to go with, with your BFF. And uh, as soon as one of us gets two, we're your BFF, at least okay. until so, the end of the show. Right. If you okay. can keep us, that's the key. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, wait, because I then, have to try to keep you guys? Okay. Yeah, we, we have to defend <laughs> yes. our BFF status. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, Mike, why don't yep, you ask the first, go first question? So the first question is, so your BFF has booked okay. another comedian to open for your next show. Okay. And you get to hang out with them all day. Okay. Would you rather it be Ali Wong or Nicole Byer? Oh. Mm. Oh, that's really fun that they would be opening for me. Right, <laughs> right. I really like this game. Only one of them. Yeah, okay. Um, Nicole Byer. Okay. It would be Nicole Byer. Uh, my kid is big fan of Nailed It. We're big Nailed It fans, mm. and also I have um, some mutual friends with Nicole Byer. Oh, so I really? think I wow. think we would get along well. What? Okay, who's that was that? like a, that <laughs> was like a, I wasn't even name dropping the person because the person was there. I was like, yeah, I don't. So I don't, one degree of Nicole Byer. That's one good. one wow. one degree. Okay, so yeah. we're two yeah. degrees of Nicole Byer. That's already yeah. my day is better, and I got right. rained on earlier. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's one point for me. Oh, you point. were Nicole Byer and you were Ali Wong. Wong. I, I mean, Ali Wong, Ali Wong is I mean, not, I, nothing I would to, not turn down Ali Wong. Nothing to cough at. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 But yeah, you I would Nicole. let Ali Wong open for me <laughs> on another leg of the tour. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But second question. Okay, it's not raining in Denmark, hypothetically. Okay. <laughs> and, and your BFF wants to do a healthy outdoor activity. So you can pick either healthy outdoor, yeah, okay. something nice and fun, and Huga, we could uh, either go go-boating or kayaking with a green kayak. Oh, shoot. Okay, this is hard because I have wanted to do the green kayak thing before I've right. like, seeked it out. I feel like you guys are giving yourselves away. But also, I just found out that in the go-boat, I found out from Mike before the podcast that yeah. in a go-boat, you get to drive it yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is um, 
pretty fun. I would say I would say go boat because I just got that information. Because you got that information, yeah. and that's good because that gives me one BFF. Ah, oh, okay. So it's well that was done. Good. That was well, well dropped. Done. You were definitely like, you know, I didn't. I didn't realize. I guess yeah. just naturally I do that. And I guess for for those that aren't from Copenhagen that are listening, so go boat are these like plastic boats that you can run on the harbor and cruise around for a couple hours, have a couple drinks out there, etc. And the green kayak are these literally green kayaks, but you also be like a, a, a good citizen and pick up garbage around oh, yeah. the harbor like as yeah. well. I'm like, but I want to drive myself. <laughs> right. I'm not picking up trash. I'm yeah. going to make more trash. <laughs> you can pick up after me and Oh, Mike. there's a plastic boat? <laughs> yeah. Me exactly. and Nicole yeah. Byer are just <laughs> littering all over the harbor. <laughs> Actually, they have them in Aarhus and Olsen now, I think. So they're really? expanding rapidly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it a great thing. No, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I, no, no, no shade there. I'm, I'm, no, no. I'm, I'll, I'll lose the goat boating. It is fun. Okay, is but fun. you were the green kayak. I was the green kayak. Okay, yeah. it's, it's, uh, this is informative. I, okay. I thought you. Uh, you thought I was a better. I thought person. you were a better person. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Well, we have to break the tie, yeah. and so to break okay. the tie, oh, shoot. you're going to after after go boating with Nicole Byer and yeah. us. Yeah. We're gonna have a movie night, and okay, it's great. '90s night. And so we're going to pick a 90s classic. Would you rather watch Scream okay. or Clueless? Oof. Wow. Similar vibes, guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like really well done. I feel like, okay, I think um, Scream is better to snack to. Oh. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. BFF. I saw Scream in a movie theater once. I'm pretty like, I feel committed. And it was fun. It was like, you know, it, no, like as an adult, like it was a oh. re-screening. Oh, cool. And it was still fun. I mean, we, we watched it around Halloween. We, oh, yeah. We, yeah. And I, first time I'd watched it probably since late 90s. Yeah. And like on one hand, like it holds up. On yeah. the other hand, it is about as mid-90s <laughs> as yeah, you can get. that's fun. It's, I remember watching it and um, <laughs> we, yeah, I remember watching it and just thinking, is this a parody? Because I knew that they uh, made a parody. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, no, this is this is the real one. <laughs> they, they, but, but it is supposed to be funny, right? It's supposed to be it's, I think it's supposed to be like serious, but also kind of a take on the slasher movie. Like I think okay. it's I think it's self-aware mm. right. at a minimum. Yeah. A minimum. I think that's generous and <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I also like... what they want to hear and probably what they were going for. And if you can miss it. Is it self-aware enough? Thank you for watching the Weighted Podcast uh, <laughs> that is sponsored by Scream. <laughs> right. <laughs> now in theaters. Yeah. That's good. No, you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to kiss up to them, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good movie. Okay, good. fine. So <laughs> you, lost. you guys are BFFs. Lost. We're BFFs over here. We're going to hold hands under the table. I like the that. Time. We're on the same side of the table, yeah, so it just, it just Did you sense. feel like you knew? Like, is that why you sat over there? I, yeah. <laughs> yes, I knew. And I just, it, it it is hard to make friends in Denmark, but I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, because I did want to say, if you're not my BFF, you can't be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's All it. All or nothing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, now we're going to get into it and find out. Uh, Abby, first question we ask everybody, what are you doing in Denmark? Ooh. Um, like, why did I come here? <laughs> what, is it, what does it mean? What, what does what your you podcast doing? mean? <laughs> what are you doing right now? What am I doing? I'm on a podcast in Denmark. Oh, okay. No way. Yes. Great. Right now. I, I wonder how many times you're going to get that answer. You're so nailing many it. Times. Okay. Well, that's kind of the meta purpose, right? Is like everybody yeah. who is a foreigner that comes here pretty much always gets asked early in a conversation, Vale, what are you Denmark? What yeah. are you doing in Denmark? Yeah. We wanted to reclaim that and just kind of start from there like why why did you move here yeah yeah i mean 
I think that if I'm really like, why do I live in Denmark? It's because I have kids with a Danish person. Ah. And that's do it. what I'm doing in Denmark. I'm parenting <laughs> in Denmark. And I uh, I think, yeah, it's a really great place to have Danish kids. It's a really great place to have Danish kids. And we moved here from Brooklyn. And in Brooklyn, I was working. I was a teacher, and I ran a summer camp and an after-school program. And Yuln, um was uh he worked as a carpenter's apprentice for a while and he was a nanny and he but we had to pick jobs where we could take care of our children at all times Mm -hmm. we had one kid at that point and um we moved here when i was very pregnant with our second and so yeah and when we moved here we lived in like uh in one bedroom of a two-bedroom apartment with our very dear friend who just like let us live with him like we lived in new york and we wouldn't have been able to unless we had like except for that we had this friend who was like had an extra room and was like delightful about us moving into his life with him and it was great and and there are so many things i miss about new york but as soon as we moved to denmark like all of the problems that i had in new york were gone and then I had new problems, <laughs> but like all of the ones that I had in New York, childcare, healthcare, um, like like not enough room for a family to live, too much, like it costs too much to pay rent if you paid normal rent, which we didn't because of our friend. Getting arrested for leaving your child sleeping outside. Constantly getting arrested. <laughs> that happened to a Danish person yeah. in New York. Yeah, we didn't it's do tough. that. Um, because we actually carried our child everywhere. We didn't even have a stroller because it was like we lived on the fourth floor of a walk-up. Oh we yeah. carried our kid everywhere until she was five. She, We did not have a stroller. Oh, I feel like in my building in Denmark, you just leave your stroller in the middle yeah, of the- Yeah, you could. I mean, like yeah. here you would just, you would but have stroller parking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there we had a collapse. We, we had a, for a while like a collapsible like Jeep stroller that was like more harm than good. Like you kicked your shins into it when you walked and it didn't, had like little wheels i don't know why they named it jeep because jeep has like a reputation as a pretty good outdoors vehicle and this was not (laughs) it was not one so like we just carried carried her everywhere we like just took her to work with us all the time or like like high-fived on the way in and out the door we were like never together as a unit really Mm -hmm. and we just like it it was it didn't it was so hard it was so hard to have kids in new york and be a family and not be rich. I was going to say, unless sure. you're like Sarah Jessica Parker, it's yeah. not easy. Yeah. And I've always like written and I've always like wanted to like do, and I've always done different kinds of art and found ways to do different kinds of art. But when I lived in New York, it was like I had to work and take care of my kid. And that was like all there was energy for. Like sure. that was it. So we moved here and we got like wait, like off of the wait list like affordable housing building that like won the most beautiful building of the year. Like it's insane. And we so much space in this apartment that like we still all slept in the same room for like the first two years. Cause we were like, what do you do? Right. Out of instinct. Yeah. We're going to abandon our kid in the next room. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. We've carried her for the last five right, years right. everywhere we've yeah. gone. And so it was just like, everything was just solved and I lost like all of my friends all of my family all of Mm -hmm. my like connection to like why what the reason was for being alive except for my family and so I like had to figure out 
like rebuilding all that here and it's and it's hard to do i don't oh yeah love to hear about what it was has been like for you guys i i think very similar i think a lot of foreigners that move here experience that or moving anywhere yeah right but yeah i think i think we were lucky to have each other i think it brought us closer together too oh absolutely uh, in that sense i'm sure with your family you probably feel that as well because you suddenly you don't you don't have those uh separate friendships or relationships and you know you probably have to find ways to rebuild that even with with his family you're farther away from yours or his yeah. friends because you're farther away from yours and you, you don't have those supports it's tough yeah and, and i think for for us the hard part too is as you started to say like it's that you end up with nothing that's your own yeah. because you're meeting friends together. Like we took like oh, Danish class yeah. together, made the same friends and the same friend uh. group together, joined the same sports club together. So like, like for you, as you've come over, I think, how has that been for you? Because for one, like, you know, your husband, he's coming home. He's coming back to Denmark. Like he has connections here and everything else. Here you have nothing but, yeah. but him. How have you kind of been able to build those connections? Because you've been here, five what years. now, five years? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm the friend maker in our family. <laughs> so, even though no. he is coming home to his country, like he um, he does have some like close friendships that he's maintained, but he's I think still like friends with my friends here. Sure. It, um, and but one thing that really helped was we lived in Denmark for very short stints before. Like I gave birth to my ten year old here. So we were here for three months, my the entirety of my maternity leave, which in America is a long maternity leave. And um, I gave birth in Denmark. And um, I we came here one other time for like six months where we were trying to move over and we like biffed it with immigration stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we had to go back to America and restart. And both of those times... I felt like so lonely and isolated. I would also like, you know, I was very pregnant and then had just given birth. And the other time I had like a very young child and was trying to figure it out and we didn't know anyone. This time when we moved here, we moved into this building along with all of the neighbors because it was a brand new building. Oh. Yeah. And I can see on your faces that, you know, that's like a key to like a Danish (laughs) society that like not everyone is granted. No, because it's hard to make friends in Denmark because they literally have all had the same (laughs) friends since they were five years old. Right. And this was like, however, you do have to have friends around you and everyone knows that. And. I live in a building full of like very warm and sweet people. When we moved in, we were all joking like, did they like cast this building with nice people? It's wow. very nice. And everyone needed new friends. No one had somebody to water their plants when they left. Nobody had nobody had a friend in the building. So we all had to like say hi to your it became like very American in our building. Like you had to say hi and introduce yourself and I loved it. That's all awesome. is your is your building mostly like all Danish families or is it a mix of mixed families, foreign families as, there as well? There are a few like international families, but it's mostly Danish okay. families. And um, yeah, so I live in Norvest, which is like a really great diverse neighborhood of mm. Copenhagen. It's the most diverse neighborhood, I think, in all of Denmark. And that really feels good to us. My kid's school, um, she goes to a school that like 85 or 90 percent of the kids at her school speak a language other than danish at home oh wow it was very cool still the school the school is great i like a lot of things about the school but they have not like caught up with that fact i think (laughs) like like all communication is still in danish Mm. it's like like it was very hard for me to feel like an active parent Mm. for her 
even now because it exhausts me to like read things in Danish and sure. like it's on Aula which is like freaking these people have an app for everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people have 25 apps for everything There's actually. more apps than necessary. And they're like <laughs> condensing apps into other apps but then they're not getting rid of the first apps right. and there's just like I'm like this is I it's too much. I need an app to manage all of my yes, apps. It's a lot of apps and you have to and there's it's not it's also the apps aren't good for translating. Uh, yeah. My my complaint I'm talking about now are many other complaints about <laughs> Aula. But like, I don't know if we have time to get to all of them <laughs> but we're going to do our best. Wind. Aula. I have a lot of there are a lot of things I don't like. The apps. But like Aula like on different on like Gmail on on the internet you can just push buttons and it translates it for you now so that like Really, I'm pretty good at Danish now, but reading has been one of the slowest parts for me because I like to read. I like to I'm a writer. I'm a reader. And it pains me to read in Danish because it's so slow and halting and I don't get the thing that I get from reading. Because if you're reading and communicating on a such a high level, even in your native language. Yes, in such a high level. Such a high level. I read what what you wrote about throwing sticks at (laughs) sticks and that that is some... Chaucer. Yeah, yeah. Chaucer shit. shit. That's some Chaucer, Chaucer shit. shit. Man. The, the, the grill in the lasagna pan, that was <laughs> that was the Shakespearean quote yeah. for me in, in there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do this thing in Denmark where they like they're like, Oh, we're going to grill, we're going to grill outside and then they like whip out like a like a, a disposable lasagna I... pan and they fill it with like coals and they light it on fire and they're like, This is a grill and you're like, That's not a grill. <laughs> That's not a grill. It's not a grill. So we tried having a fourth of July party oh, entirely yeah. catered by those grills. So we were supposed oh, to no. have a friend yeah. bring like a proper grill for the thing and then it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Uh, we're like, Okay, we'll make it work. We'll go over to Netto, we'll get a bunch of these like oh, one off no. grills. Like we'll make like the engineer in me came out and said, we'll make this work. I do love the engineer in you. Yeah. Uh, That's what makes you my best friend. Exactly. Oh. We're going to go boating. But like mm. then it was also like, again, we talk about the rain. Like it never rains like this in Denmark. It poured, poured for the day. entire day. Uh. And so I'm standing out there with this little lasagna pan and like three charcoal no. briquettes <laughs> trying to make no. like, Ameri- like, we had made these like oh, we had very gourmet elaborate. burgers. Oh, like no. we had a whole theme going on. Derek loves a theme. And so we I had do. a whole Derek's theme going I on. Do. I do. <laughs> And yeah, it yeah. was it was like that was honestly one of the most. I'm so glad to hear you say it. I've never ventured to try one, and I don't want any reason to. So if you were like, "Oh, it's great," and I'm an engineer. <laughs> oh no, the the opposite. I'm yeah. an engineer. It was awful. Oh great, perfect. I remember no. seeing them and just thinking like, "Oh, you brought a big CD," <laughs> and then being like, "Like to the beach. That's it's weird." And then it was wild. like, "No, this is a grill." I was like, oh. "It's just so I'm sad." Really confused. I mean, I feel like they do so many things right here. You'd oh, think yeah. they would have figured out grills. So at what point did you get into comedy? I knew I wanted to like get back to writing, and that was hard. I've been writing. I, I write a lot. I write every day. But it, um, it doesn't always go somewhere, the thing that I'm writing. And uh, then it was COVID, and I was home. And that was a really hard time to be here for me. I don't know if it was for you guys. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Oh, yes. Fucking trapped in this Scandinavian prison. Like, everybody's making jokes about Scandinavian prisons, how nice they are. I was like, that's what Denmark is. It's like... Right. At that moment in time, it definitely... Oh, yeah. I remember specifically just feeling like, will I ever... Go see like yeah. the borders were uh, like like none of Will us knew I what was gonna happen. Hang out with funny. Well, I ever again? hang out with funny people? I wish yeah. I had a comedian friend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I made myself yeah. in your honor. Yeah. But it was like it was like that was really hard time to be here because I felt like so. It was a great place to be during COVID. There were a lot like the restrictions like like ebbed and flowed and 
kind of like you could see how they were tied into the situation and you got a lot of information from the politician. Like it felt like I could see what was going on in the places that my friends and family lived and it was not that. So I felt really grateful to be here and also felt like, okay, but like none of my friends are here. So I went from being yeah. very pregnant to having a newborn to having, then my kid was like t turned to days into lockdown so like he just went out of infancy and covid started and i was like what the fuck <laughs> like i was just gonna be fun again and there was no what like i found out a drag bingo night and i was like oh. no no i was like this is things are getting that should be fun. like one of the best nights of right. it was great and i was sitting there probably being like i should probably I should probably do drag bingo. Like I, was like, I should probably be a drag queen doing bingo. I was like, this is good. And then they were like, people started getting the texts. It was like on uh, like, it was March 11th or the 9th. I forget when. Like but it, we yeah. were there when this stuff was coming out. And then like, yeah, anyway, we all went to the grocery store. Everybody was at the grocery uh, store. Yeah. yeah. The toilet paper. Yeah. And, and then it was... A lot of wine. A lot of I, wine. Lot of I bought wine. two boxes to of fill up red the toilet wine. paper. Yeah, to to, yeah. Smart, good like move. We run out of toilet paper and breast milk. I'm using. I could this have wine. got you the breast milk still yeah, at I that know. point. I could I have no gotten idea. it to you. Yeah, and then um, I yeah, it was COVID. They were all home. They were on my head all the time. Like they were five and t or six and two or seven and two. They were like. They needed a lot and they really needed a lot because they had no they had no friends but each other. And that mm. is a bad age group Ooh. for a friend. And so I just felt like desperate for some kind of creative outlet, like really desperate for it. And I felt like I had to figure something out. And I um, and this is what I figured out. I figured out that if I did stand up. I could write for that amount of time that like is like a set and then I could go up when it was open and online because things were online at that point and I could like do it and then I could get immediate feedback and I was like that'll drive me to actually do the thing and there was a class I could take that was like in the middle of the night which was the only time I had free it was like at a, in America so it was like in it was at 2 a.m. or something it was like <laughs> 1 to 2 to 3 30 and I would stay up in the middle of the night and take this like stand-up class because I was like I need did something okay. <laughs> and the stand-up class was great it was really nice but the most thing that I got out of it was like just a reason to write and a reason to like be like I must go away from you now children had, for, had for, you ever done comedy before like have you done an open mic or improv class or anything when you were in New York I was I did a lot of improv when I was in a teenager ah. and then I stopped I went to school for acting when I was um, right out of high school and I did not like it I did not like it at all I was like I went to act like a school in Manhattan that was like a lot of theater majors and I was surrounded by people who were like tap dancing and singing to each other and I was like well, absolutely one of them like no shade but I felt so like this is humiliating like this is wow. like wow you guys are really embarrassing yourselves and I'm gonna sing you a song about it because I was also like that but I just was like no way I'm out of here was there a lot of breaking into song and dance so much song yeah. so much dance like flat because that was also like a big flash mob kind of period a lot of oh, dancing interesting. It? was it maybe maybe I don't know how old you are so I think I'm much, much younger than you is all you need Obviously. to know. And making tons of breast milk. Those are the facts I want you to hate wind, tons of breast milk. Wind. Okay, got it. Yeah, if any of those parts of the thing we're going to leave the podcast, we're right. going to have a lot of editing. Yeah, we're today. leaving that in. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, I don't know. I so I just tried it. Then I had so but right before this, like I I I did stand up, like during one of the breaks, during one of the like times it was like open. when it opened before it closed again. Yeah, yeah. And then I had and I hadn't like taken a class or anything. I was just like, I'm gonna try this. And I was doing like. I did some, there was a musical theater group that was auditioning around the corner from my house and I was like, I'm gonna, I was drunk one night. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna audition for this musical theater. It's kind of confusing because things were open, then things were shut and things were open yeah. and things were shut. And it was like that a lot for me starting comedy, which felt kind of good. It kind of felt like fun because it felt meant when things were open, I wanted to get out as much as I could. And then like when things were closed, I had to sort of like sit back and be like, do I like this? Was it good? What do I want to be talking about? It had like natural periods of like go like gears. Mm -hmm. And that was really kind of nice. Also, nobody was performing. So I kind of had this like, mm. I got into this. And then when COVID kind of ended, people were like, oh, you must have been here the whole time. And I was like, yes, yes. Ah, I've yes. been here the whole time. I'm very <laughs> experienced. Please put me on all your shows and let me... Uh, have your awards. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yes, yes, I've been here and I'm good. <laughs> because you, you have made quite a career in, you know, only about two years, three, two and a half. Yeah, I mean, that. Good math. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how yeah, time works. That but is how I, time works. That's, yeah. No, no I, that is right. Yeah. Oh, and, and I don't know, uh, you know, how long it really takes to make your name, but some people never even do. Yeah. So do you think the, the pandemic is kind of. I think for me, it was like, it definitely felt like An being here, being alone, <laughs> having the time because it's Denmark and I had yeah. the time. And yeah, the like COVID was like, it didn't feel like to all of us, like either something is going to change now or it's never going to change. Right. Yep. And there was that like sort of impetus. And there were like personal things in my life too that changed around then where I was like, where it just kept pushing me towards like, <laughs> if something, if, if I'm going to do something, like now is when, I'm gonna give the least fucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I was like, I was like, oh, now is when I can do it, and and I either must or I must resign myself to like, actually, I'm not going to live the life of an artist like I thought I was. I'm just gonna live a different life, and that's okay or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, I felt like that. It felt like pivotal. It felt mm. like either I'm gonna do it now and really throw everything at the wall, or I'm just gonna be a parent for five more years and then I'll look at it again. You know what I mean? Like sure. I, it felt like, it felt like, okay, now's a good time. Nothing else is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's a time to experiment. And if you fall yeah. on your face, nobody's going to really gonna notice know. it right. because everybody was just kind of living by triage <laughs> at yes. that moment. Yeah. So nobody's going to notice if you're writing jokes, telling them online, sometimes in person yeah. in between these, Weird and truly, periods. that was my triage. That yeah. was like what I did because I was like, "What the fuck?" Like some people, you know, d did like CrossFit, and some bread. people did drugs, and some people did bread. I, and did, I did bread and so ramen. Bread. Those and are really nice choices. Pretzels. Like among the other choices, those are some of the best choices you could have made. And we bread, started our YouTube channel. Exactly. The second yeah. one. Lockdown. Did lockdown you? two. Lockdown number two. Oh, we started. Shoot. We were like, I guess it's time to learn like, how to. What edit. else are we gonna do? Yeah. Like. I guess we'll spend that. We, we started it literally in December. Like it was the end December of fun of Christmas winter, which we didn't have. And then oh, into yes. shit winter. Like, what are you going to do other than start a YouTube channel? And honestly, like part of our logic too was we were like, well, we don't know how much we're going to see of like family and friends, yes. especially yeah. like 
extended family, like aunts, uncles, cousins. So we're like, if nothing else, like yeah. we'll have 60 people in the U.S. get to see what life is like for us in Copenhagen. Yeah. That is adorable. That's, that's yeah. so Don't cute. watch our early videos because they were basically book reports yeah. and like right. what we also, were Also, I had the most COVID hair possible. Oh, yeah. There's one point. <laughs> Where like we were talking about the Little Mermaid, and my hair looked like seaweed coming oh, across nice. my face. It was like, so uh, long. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> you have a great video where you're saying that. Yes. Um, and see, that would have never happened if it wasn't for the that exactly. is really pandemic. wild. Never yeah, I do think we would have never bothered with that. You might not have started your comedy career. No, I I definitely wouldn't have now. And it's, it's really finding beauty and inspiration in the trauma. You know? Yeah, and I think it's like. Um, I mean, it's just, it is like a make or break moment. And I think it's like a make and break moment. Like sure. it definitely broke shit yeah. in me also in my oh, life. Yes. But like also like, yeah, it was like in order to get through it, we had to make something and like, but when, when you guys can, am I allowed to interview of course, you back of course, on your of course. podcast? Okay. So you were like, when you moved here, you made all the same friends. You were in the same Danish class. You had to yep. do all the same things. Like I'm thinking, how did that impact? your relationship and your time here and then you decided to like start a whole new creative endeavor together you do a lot together we do a lot together yeah <laughs> what's that like <laughs> well I, I mean you guys are bff so that takes yeah. a little bit off my plate yeah you're welcome at least for the next 20 minutes <laughs> right but um i think again i think it's kind of that make or break thing where it could have been um you know i think we we had to be understanding of that when we first moved here that, yeah, we don't know anybody else. Like I'm not going to make a friend and be like, Oh, Hey, you know how you don't have any friends either. Yeah. Well, you can't hang out with us. Like, uh -huh. you know, right. when we did meet somebody it was like, Oh yeah, you got to meet my partner. Like let's, let's all do something this weekend. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we wanted to fill that time. I made some mistakes early on too, thinking like, okay, I'm just going to go to like, a pub and see who I meet. Somebody will talk to me. You know, no. kind of the way that you make friends in a city like New York or Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, not so much here. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we, like, had enough empathy because we were going through it that we were fine spending a lot of that time together. But it, it is tough because, like, you... You know, it's hard to build your own identity when you move over together the way that we did. Yeah. Like, it's hard to say, this is what Mike is, this is what Derek is. And I yeah. think that was... I feel like before, because again, when we first moved over here, like our plan was to be here for like two years and then go back to the yeah. States. Mm. And so we were investing in it a little bit as like a, a lark almost. Like this will be super fun. We'll be living in, in Denmark. We'll live in Europe. We'll tour around like everything else. And like we made really good friends and we, we still have a lot of those really good friends that we made then. But I think it was, and that's where COVID was difficult for us too, because we had just before that decided we're going to stay. And oh. like summer of 19. You guys have been here six years now. Yeah. Six years, yeah. Okay, wow. So we were like, okay, now we're going to stay. And that's when we were like, oh, like we'll invest in learning Danish. Like, well, we're going to do some different stuff, whatever else. And then boom, COVID happened. And it was like, ah, oh, shit. Like, like we just decided that we're going to like stay here. And now it's like, now you can't leave. Now there's nothing else. There's nothing else to do. Did you try to like leave? Like, were you guys like, can we go home now? <laughs> Actually, can like, we go just home Just kidding. Now? We learned our lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. But like, so like we had to figure, I mean, that's also part of where this helped us because for otherwise, a lot of the time was just kind of, I don't want to say like destructive behavior, but it was more just kind of like indifferent behavior. It's like, oh, like what music videos are we going to watch tonight while having yeah. a bottle of wine or more like it, it just like, i think it was actually nice to have a creative outlet just like yeah. how you got into yeah, the comedy yeah, yeah. to suddenly be like i'm going to create something and i'm going to put something out there and i'm going to get i think 
honestly, the feedback from like the world writ large was kind of nice too. Like even when at first it would be like my uncle being like subscriber 66 here, ah, like with a little bit of feedback. So cute with a little bit of feedback. Oh my yes. God. But it, it, it was neat to be able to have that connection at first, which yeah. was a small group of, you know, our yeah. family and friends. And right. then realizing, oh, there's like a window to other people that maybe we haven't met yet, but are interested yeah. in what it's like and what we're going through. It felt like having, it, it, in a strange way, it did feel like a connection, even if yes. it was really just one-way communication. Yeah. I don't know if you felt that creating. My brother listens to my podcast. Ah, yeah. A podcast that I do about, like, um, living in Denmark. Yeah, coping and Copenhagen. He, coping in Copenhagen. And he, like, writes me, like, he, he writes us, me and my two co-hosts, emails, like, after the episodes. I mean, not every week. Like, he's... But it's it's the most communication I've had with my brother in like and not because we're not on bad terms, but like it is there is like a way into things, especially because like I don't most of my jokes and most of my comedy, it isn't really for my family. You know, sure, like it's sure. not like it's not stuff that they'll think is like. I don't know. They'll think it's interesting and funny and cool because it's me, but like they're not like who I'm thinking about. Right. But this <laughs> podcast about living in Denmark is like I think very interesting for some of them because mm. it's about my life. Right. And my brother <laughs> like listens to my podcast and that's the most that we talk. And then he like writes back and I'm just like that is nice. It's yeah. honestly like my favorite I like the podcast. It's it's good. But it's my favorite thing about the podcast is that like my family likes it <laughs> like, awesome. like, like when I'm I'm like talking to my friends and like they like it that's nice yeah Sub subscriber 66 has yeah. some notes yeah. Uncle John yeah. Uncle John yeah. Uncle John, yeah. Uncle John. Uncle John. Pepper Virginia there we uh, go <laughs> yeah obviously a lot of your comedy a lot of the jokes a lot of the things especially that have really taken off and been super popular on your social media involves jokes or things about your family or some of your personal life um how how has that played out? Do your do your kids ever hear about things or or? If I'm gonna say your... something about my kid or that mm. they said that was funny, I ask them. Oh, okay. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I heard I heard Tom Papa say when we were talking on the drive over here on Mike Birbiglia's podcast. I heard him say, and I was like, oh, that's good. He said that if I say something. Anyone who I talk about in my comedy, they should be fine with what I say because we should be fine. And if we're not fine, if they have a mm. problem with what I'm saying, it's because we have a problem in our relationship. And mm. I was like, oh, that's putting a lot of the onus on. I'm like, <laughs> but I think that probably also had to do with the way that he talks about people. Like you should be able to, I think, if you're in a relationship that feels good, I think a certain amount of teasing is like loving. You oh, know, yeah. like if you're teasing in a loving way, then if somebody isn't feeling it, that's because something is off, you know? But there is something about that. Like, I do check with people. I do a lot of jokes where I, like, I haven't for a while, but I will actually, again, <laughs> repeat just, like, verbatim things that my mother has said. And I do tell her what they are. I tell, I'm like, because she, she calls me and she's like, did you say anything about me tonight? <laughs> and I'm like, yup. <laughs> and I said this and this and this. And she's like, she'll like dispute things. And then I'll like show her, because I take notes when my mother talks now. She is a, a wonderful, loving, warm, brilliant, funny woman. I met her woman. at the airport in she's Frankfurt. She's incredible. Nice. She's incredible. And... She says the most ridiculous things, the most ridiculous ones. So I write them down. I just get out my notebook. She says like, oh, no, don't put that notebook away when we're talking sometimes. 
Because it's like, I know I don't have to actually make a joke. I just need to like make a facial expression and then it will be funny on stage. <laughs> and it says something so much because I love, because I love my mom, it is funny. Because I can present my mom in this way that's like, I was raised by someone who is worried, who's hmm. really worried. Sure. And who like loves the shit out of me. And that is like something people want to hear about because a lot of us were raised by those people. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I think I'm always, she's the relationship where I've had moments where I'm like, is she going to be okay with this? And am I just saying something that makes her sound stupid? Because she's not stupid. She's like really not stupid. And she says things that are so silly that you might be confused for a second. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I've had like, I want to always make sure that I'm not just saying something to like make my mom sound dumb. But like I also think it's so funny to hear about things like that and like the way that like moments of conversation can like translate into like how it was in your life and how it is now, you know? I think it's really interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think about it sometimes. Yuln's my partner's never had a problem with it. I run things by him. Uh, before I say them, but most of my jokes about him are like that he's really hot. And so he's like, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, well, you got to say it. <laughs> no, put it out there. It's fine. Also, I don't, but also I told a whole story. I tell a whole story on stage now that is just verbatim a story that he told me where he, because um, he, before he goes to my shows, he is so nervous. Like he's so, so, so nervous. He's like looking, like looks in the mirror. For you or for him or for the audience? For himself. Like oh. way more nervous than I have ever been going on stage. He like practices his face in the mirror. He like practices like what <laughs> he's going to say if somebody asks him like what he does for a living. He's like, like practices smiling in such a way where it's like clear that he's friendly, but please don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I was like, <laughs> he was doing this before he went to like a freaking, what concert was it? Like Kings of Leon? He went to, no, not, no, Kings of Convenience. He's not that, he's a little cooler than Kings of Leon. He was going to a Kings of Convenience concert and I saw him doing the same thing in the mirror. Did and he I, think they were going to ask I him was, what he did what for a living? Like, I was what? like, what are you? They're not going to do crowd work on you. They're not going to like give you the microphone. And then I was like, what happened to you? And he was like, he told me this whole, he's like, you know, I don't know. I never thought about it. Oh, there was this one time. And then he told me this whole long story that I now tell on stage. But the story is basically he got stopped on his way home from school one time. And he had like just like he was like 17 years old and he was like going to the corner store to get like Harry Bow after school. And somebody stopped him on the street and was like, like, do you have unprotected sex? And he was like, well, thanks for asking. Like, because he's like 17 years old, no like place to go with like the fact that he had just had sex for the first time. And he like answers all these person's questions and it's in the fucking newspaper. No. And they take a picture of him with his whole name and it's on the radio and his mom's coworker hears it. And the title, the headline of the article is like, is like, Teens raw dogging. They all have <laughs> chlamydia. Yes. And that gets like, p- like plastered all over his school. Anyway, the point is, there are things <laughs> that you're just like, I must tell you people. You should be prepared for that. Yeah. And so, and it, it's fine. It's fine. He was in his yearbook as Chlamydia Young. No. Yeah. I love that yeah. for him. <laughs> I've only told that story like twice on stage and it's a lot longer, but. Oh, you're married like, to Chlamydia Young. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, yeah, you, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it's been it's been long enough that he's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. able to handle yeah. that now. Over yeah. the trauma. Of oh my yeah. god. Chlamydia Yon. I know. Oh my god, now everybody's going to call him that. People are going to search it on the internet. 
Well, they're already searching for him on the internet. He is, <laughs> he, he is what, like the second or third most Googled thing after your name? I think he is like number one. Or yeah. it's like, it's like, am I a soccer player? Right. How right. hot is my husband? Yeah. Um, it's all from your jokes. It's about my joke. I, mean, I don't have a joke about the soccer player thing, but I did get better care than I would have from uh, the Genius Bar once because they were confused. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Where's your soccer ball? Yeah. Right. Uh, it must be in my computer. Will you help me fix it? <laughs> That's great. Mike won our BFF game, but I have a chance for redemption, and I'm going to see if I can win Abby's BFF status away from Mike with another game that <laughs> that – I'm calling, uh, does Abby know what that means? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, oh, no. Yes. So okay. Abby once told me that. Drunken Abby. Drunken Abby. Once made a joke that was very funny at the time. Yeah. <laughs> or problematic. I don't know. But I, I said to Abby, she said that I looked really nice. And I said <laughs> something a little bit gay. I a said, little bit gay. Uh, a little bit gay. I said, uh, I don't know why you're gagging. I bring it every ball. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a line from Paris is Burning. Um, and I said, oh, you looked at me very confused as if I was speaking I was Danish. like, gagging? Yeah, gagging. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, ball, ball? I kind of got <laughs> gagging. Uh, no. Yeah. And yeah. then I had explained it's, um, it's from the famous documentary Paris is Burning. And sorry, it's a gay reference. And you said, I think something to the effect of <laughs> being gay is just memorizing a bunch of references that other people don't understand. <laughs> And I said, there's a little more to it, but that's the gist. So I feel like you were really enthusiastic about that definition. <laughs> yeah. At I was the like, time. Yeah, that's kind that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically what it is. Basically. <laughs> um, so we're gonna see if if Abby knows what these references mean. So okay. I'm gonna ask Mike whether or not you're gonna know the reference. So, okay. oh, so to that's explain, fun. so I'm gonna okay. throw out a word. I'm gonna say, Mike, is Abby gonna know what this word means? <laughs> He's going to have okay. to say yes or no. Okay. And then we'll see if you okay. know. Yeah, 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 If you don't know, then I'm going to ask you to guess because I, I yeah, think yeah. it would no, be I'm funny gonna, to just see what. I'm definitely going to know. It's like, yeah, a, it's like a gay balderdash where you get like, yeah, you, yeah, get, yeah. you get the like, word. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to give a confident yeah. answer. Yes, just no like, matter what. Actually, I don't think I'm going to tell you if I know or not. I'm going to give you a confident answer and see if you guys know if it's the right answer or not. We might not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, out gay the gays. So, um, yes. So, again, it doesn't matter whether Abby gets it right or not. It matters if Mike can predict whether or not you'll know. Okay, but definition. it doesn't matter because... It, it matters, of course. Probably my definitions are going to be so good that you're going to change the definition. <laughs> it could be. We could have an alternate, def like a definition yeah. too. Just be influencing gay culture from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, let's no see... Problem. Let's see if you know um, this this first word. Okay. This is an easy one, I think. Just a, a okay. softball, which is also maybe lesbian. But yeah, um, got it. What about Kiki? Do you think that Abby will know oh. Kiki? what a Kiki is? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you do. I think you'll, get, you'll know what a Kiki is. Yeah. Yeah. What's a Kiki? Oh, like I wanted to make up. It's a party. It's like a nice little living room party. Yeah. But yes. like perfect. But for calming all your nerves. <laughs> For calming all your nerves, but I—it's a problem because when I really know the answer, I want to tell you because so, I want you to know. But I, I want to hear your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear I know, it. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No. Let's see. Let's see what happens next. Okay. okay. Well, Mike, that's one so far. You are Ding. so far. You're maintaining this BFF mm -hmm. status. Uh, the next word. Will Abby know what Padam means? I don't think you're going to know Padam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I don't think so. Okay, it's when you um, 
see someone from across the room and you know that actually like that is the person that you're meant to have like the next great love affair of your life with and um, it's because in your head the song uh, by Edith Piaf is playing and it goes padam 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 as they like come closer to you wow mm. she's going for the old reference back here mm. so it's it's trending now because Kylie Minogue has a song out this summer. Yeah. The song of the gay summer. Okay. Padam, padam. Okay. But it's inspired by the Edith Piaf song. Oh, I didn't know look about at you I, going wow, for the I classics. really didn't know. Like, yeah. I might say that it's it's the insane intent. It's correct. But is it like I mean it is Is that I, hear I really have the sound song. of your padam, heart beating. Padam, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you were wrong. I was wrong. She, I was wrong. She okay. got it. All tied up, one and one. Okay. What about this expression? Will Abby know? what it means if somebody says, the library is open. I'm gonna say no. Okay, it means that um, you can ha we can have sex with each other and you can return me <laughs> <laughs> back to my shelf. But, but, back, but back with a card, you yeah. have to have the card <laughs> in there. But not late. <laughs> yeah, but not there late. There will be a fine. Yeah, there will be a fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it means. <sighs> well, I get the point. Unfortunately, that was incorrect. So the library is open is basically the idea. The oh, wait, idea. wait, 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 wait. Mm. Okay. Uh, it means that you can do anything to me. <laughs> because, That's... like, you like can, like, go to the Dewey Decimal. Ooh. Yeah, and, Ooh. You can, and you can find anything you want to do, and it's in me. <laughs> <laughs> Every category. Yeah, Every category, category is there. I got it. Yeah. Mm. Sadly, okay, also, actually. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep going. It's a music library. Oh. Okay. And it means just like the seven hundreds, where the music is, or yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, only yeah, yeah, you would yeah, know yeah, that yeah. the seven hundreds. It's like the like, like 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 Apple Library. Okay, uh -huh. and it means that I'm willing to uh, have sexual relationships with someone where we both <laughs> wear our own headphones and fuck to oh. a different beat. Oh, like a silent, yeah, disco. silent, yeah. silent, silent disco. Disco. Oh, disco. Good. Mm. That's nice. Mm. Is that what it is? Yeah. Nope. Sadly. Uh, er, Why did you stop before I could make up it? Because we're running out of studio time. That uh, <laughs> the, the library is open basically means like we're gonna read each other. Like you know, like uh, a shady insult. Like I'm gonna read you. Like oh. like or like if I say something shady to you, okay. you can be like, oh, the library is open, <laughs> okay. and then maybe you'll say something like, okay, yeah, like quick back to me that's okay uh, i would never yeah yeah of course not. No. i've never no, been no. quick in my life well, and definitely not to your bff no no, no. i would never Please. who's maintaining the status I two am. to one okay. Okay, okay so one more one more and i'm in you're, okay. and you're in um do you think abby will know boots the house down boots the house down i'm gonna say yes you lived in new york i bet you know mm-hmm Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Care to elaborate? Yeah, it means um, that I am going to be so gay <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to wear really gay boots. <laughs> and I'm going to wear them going down the stairs of my house. <laughs> so gaily. So gaily. Yeah. Mm. And um, you're going to hear it. Because you're gonna live under my stairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means. Um, really close. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> incorrect. Uh, prancing, it's, prancing. It's <laughs> That's how you gaily stomp no. downstairs. No. No, it's like you're gonna like, 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 like do something so good, like raving, like, uh, like, like bring the house down, like, oh man, like okay. juicy. 
that queen like she boots the house down okay. it was so good like she her performance was so good i feel like, like beyonce really actually, boots like, the house down super like upset right now that no one said it about me to me i think that you just are performing for the wrong audiences I, and at drag bingo that's true maybe you could boot the house down boots the house down thanks guys thanks well Two and two. So let's oh, see. Is one there last chance. One? Yeah, the, the there's one more. This is the tiebreaker. So I win you okay. as my BFF if uh, if Mike messes this up. It's <laughs> like serfdom. Like, are you able to like? Yeah, it's basically like yeah. Yeah, like, it seems like I'm in control, but I'm not. Like 1750s. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You cannot leave the land. You're tied to the manor uh, okay. of whoever wins Pretty this next up, one. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Pretty fucked up, guys. Okay. Pretty fucked up. Just yeah. Well, death drop. <laughs> Will Abby Ooh. know mm. what that means, death drop? I'm going to guess no. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what a death drop is? Yeah, it's a vogue, a dance move <sighs> where you hit the ground and you do something really cool when you do it. Wow. Yes. 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 That oh. was a guess. That was uh, a guess. That was a guess. It looks like bam, you got a new bam, BFF. Bam, bam. I actually, I'm going to stay with my. Oh. oh, not an option. Sorry, I was just kidding. I'm staying with a manor. But <laughs> staying with a manor. Isn't it nice that maybe we just all get to be BFFs? Now? Right. That's really nice, it's guys. Cool. I don't know. I guess you get to choose. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, oh. Oh. Wait, wait. Are you saying that you should have choice in the matter? I think it would be great. How, but whatever you want. Whatever you, you want. <laughs> so woke. Oh. Um, okay. Well, congratulations, well me. Right. I'm impressed between Edith Piaf and yeah, that was and a, Vogue yeah. and well done. Thank yeah. you so well much. Well done. Proud, I, of, you. Thank you. Proud I, of you. I was very when you said the Voguing ballroom. I was whoa. I was like yeah. whoa. You know you yeah. I'm not gay, but you know I'm gay adjacent. adjacent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think you know they they like the gays. They talk to me. <laughs> of course. Yeah. They uh they ask me their opinion on their outfits. Ooh. You guys <laughs> wait, wait. haven't today, Why? I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> really good dresser. Like, yeah. So purple corduroy. This isn't the medium. Why? <laughs> Why? It's messed up. Wow. I went to like a 70s dance party at your house. The Studio 54. Oh, that's right. I death dropped. That's right. All over your fucking you living room. Boots, you boots, boots the, house the house down. Boots down. your house down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This was all we could ask for. That's it. Yeah. And I'm not sorry. That you did that. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. I'm also not sorry I did your podcast. This is really yeah. fun. Thanks for no. having me. Oh, we're very happy that you're here. Yeah. Why don't you tell all of our fans and listeners here, where can they find you now as well? Great. I was like, <laughs> where can I find you? And I was like, what are you doing in Denmark? <laughs> what are you doing in Denmark? Um, you can find me. I post about shows I'm doing in Instagram. I'm going to be in Edinburgh all of August uh, with the Pleasance Reserve at the jack dome if you're listening from scotland and uh you can follow me on instagram i have a podcast too called coping in copenhagen and uh you can find me at my house on my couch <laughs> please don't <laughs> yeah, but try not to yeah. you can come play kong and spill it in the backyard yes yes, yes yes and we can do a drinking game where my five-year-old sees if he can play with you love it i love hope it. he's uh, i hope he's still up because we're gonna head there right now <laughs> <laughs> thank you to abby my bff Yes, and my BFF too. Oh, Our BFF. Yes. This is great. This went great. Yeah. Yes. You're my BFF. That's it. And you're ours. <laughs> Till next time. Thank you, Abby. <laughs> <laughs>